everybody. Welcome to EduMatch. Thank you so much for joining us. So uh, follow along with us if you're not already on the hashtag EduMatch on Twitter. And speaking of EduMatch, did you know that you can be the person of the day? Uh, just go ahead and sign up. Go to EduMatch.org. Look for the sign up button on the top right hand side. Fill out that form whenever you get a chance. And uh, it's going to be a wait. I'm not going to lie to you. It will be a wait. But in the meantime, you'll get tagged when a match comes up. You will uh, be added to our Voxer group. If you have a blog, then we will tweet it out to our network and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So lots of great things when you sign up to be person of the day. So tonight we are going to be talking about using social media for learning. And we have an awesome panel here with us today. So as always, we will kick it off with introductions going from my left to my right, which is probably backwards for everybody else. But we're going to start first with Desiree. Hello, everyone. My name is Desiree Alexander. I am the founder CEO of Educator Alexander Consulting at www.educatoralexander.com. And I am the regional director of North Louisiana for an educational nonprofit in Louisiana called Apple. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us, Desiree. Always great to see you here. All right. Next up, we have Katie. Hey, guys. I'm Katie McNamara, high school teacher librarian out in Central California. I'm a Mac and Transform Your School Library Advocate, and I teach for Fresno Pacific University. All right. Awesome. Thank you again for joining us, Katie. And it's a pleasure to have you here as well. All right. And last and certainly not least, we're going to Rochelle. Hello. My name is Rochelle Poth. I'm a foreign language and STEAM teacher from Pittsburgh. I've been teaching for about 21 years, and I'm looking forward to the conversation with everybody else tonight. Sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Rochelle. Great to have you back as well. So um, just a quick reminder that all of our learning that we're doing, then, you know, why not share it and have others join in the fun? So uh, go ahead, visit our badges page. So badgelist.com forward slash edumatch. Tonight you can get up to three badges. So you can get the mild challenge for sharing out three of your tweets. Um, the medium badge, if you submit a Flipgrid reflection and you'll see more info there. Um, and the spicy badge, and uh, we'll talk about the spicy challenge at the end. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to go ahead and jump into the very first question. So very first question for the panel is, what social media platforms do you use for learning? And there will be a follow-up question to that, the, um, which is, how do you decide which platform to use and when? I am totally into Twitter and Voxer. Those are my go-tos. Um, Twitter chats totally rock my world and build on my knowledge. But Voxer, like when I want information right, right now, that's what I do because, oh my goodness, because of EduMatch, I have this global PLN. So at every time of day, my mind wants answers. It's wake time somewhere in the world. <laughs> People will get back to me right away. I love it. Because I'm all about that, like right now, help me now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I'm all about that That right now life as well. <laughs> all right, Rochelle, how about you? Uh, well, as hard as it is for me to say this and admit, I'm going to have to say Twitter because I was so against getting an account and using it. I didn't understand the value of it. Uh, so for me, Twitter is probably the biggest one that I use now. Prior to that, it was Facebook, which I, I use less, but there are so many different communities that now have created groups on Facebook. So I find those to be really helpful, um, especially whenever you're looking for a specific topic or focus. And what Katie said too, Voxer is another one. So probably my 
my top two are Twitter and Voxer, and uh, depends on you know what my needs are. If I want to sit down and read and be involved in that way, or if I have a quick question, then I might go to Voxer. Sweet. So different platforms for different things. Cool. And how about you, Desiree? Um, my main one is Twitter, honestly. Um, I, I like using Twitter to learn and Twitter chats and things like that. Um, but I also use Facebook a lot. Um, Google Plus is another one that uh, comes up with being in the Google community, um, using Google Plus for, for different groups. Um, honestly, Google Hangouts is one of my... Um, one of my biggest ones, the chat feature on Google Hangout. Um, anytime I have a question, I go to one of my groups and I post it there to ask them, you know, what about this? What about that? Boxer is kind of the bang of my existence. Um, I try my best to use Boxer. And you'll see me like come along. I'm like, Boxer, Boxer, Boxer. And then I'm like, please stop. Please stop. Um, it goes it's just, it's, it goes, I'm in so many groups and the numbers start rising of messages and it just, so I, I can't claim boxer as one of mine. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, it's different strokes for different folks. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Katie. Katie, you wanted to follow up on uh, something that Rochelle was saying. Yeah, so it's really great for us to learn, and it's easy to say, hey, you need to be on Twitter. Or you need to be on Voxer. But it's real important to not let the conversation stop there. Like I got my Twitter account kind of like what Rochelle was talking about, and I had no idea what to use. I only made an account because an instructor in graduate school made me. So I had it for months before I posted anything because I didn't know what to do with it. So having some like side-by-side -side, um, help while like they're on the screen doing their Twitter or Vox reaction, that, that's really kind. Do that extra little step to help them out. Absolutely, I totally, totally hear you on that. Cool, cool. All right, so we are going to move to the next question about how we might facilitate learning opportunities, integrating social media with students, even with elementary schools. And star, 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 what things must we keep in mind when we do that? Because, you know, we always, there's always certain things that we need to be mindful of whenever we use uh, social media with students. A couple of things that I've seen people do, I don't teach elementary school, I teach uh, grade seven through 12. But I've read in some resources where in order to get students started using some accounts like, say, with Instagram or Twitter, they'll use paper first and teach them about the process and have them do some practice posts, like just on a post-it note or um, a dry erase board surface. Uh, so that's one way just to kind of get them involved, you know, with sharing ideas and, and so forth. And things you have to be mindful of are, you know, making sure that the students understand that. It's not like it used to be when I was a kid and you write the note and the note gets thrown away. Like once you post something out there, um, it's out there and it doesn't disappear. Uh, contrary to what people tend to think sometimes, you know, it's it's a permanent thing. And so just making sure that everybody understands, you know, the process, um, what the focus is for using it, what the goals are, because I think social media is a great tool to use for schools because it can spread the news of the school, what's happening and keep that connection. Um, but you have to make sure that the right process is set up in the beginning. All right, cool. So let's go next to Katie. Hey, totally agree with what was shared. We've got to protect our littles, but also not make them fearful of social media. The world is connected and we have to empower them of how to harness that, but harness it for good. So definitely using the practice stuff, setting up a class account so you can highlight what the students are doing. So with the littles being careful, you don't have to post pictures of like their faces, but definitely share their work and let students maybe create the posts that you post out there and giving them that shout out and whatnot. 
and making those safe opportunities. Like I love Flipgrid for helping kids connect with other people all over the world. My students are working on a national book club right now. They're in California and we're talking with people in Virginia about social justice issues. Well, that is totally cool. That is cool. Such a cool project that you have going on there. So absolutely. I remember that we wrote about it uh, for Q. Um, so that was one of the sparks for Q. So absolutely. Great, great, great. All right. So we're going to go next to Desiree. One of the biggest things we need to think about when we are uh, teaching social media and using it in the classroom is digital citizenship. We cannot lose that piece of, of the puzzle. We cannot not teach our students the the seriousness of social media, how it should be used, um, how to stay safe on it, and all those types of issues. When I was at TCEA recently, um, I went to a digital citizenship um, kind of meet, meet and greet kind of meeting, and somebody said a really cool thing that um, I think it was either pre-K or kindergarten was doing with social media, and what they were actually doing is they would tweet using just like paper and pen, but they would go and post it on the outside of the door. So everyone could see it and it was kind of getting them used to, okay, well, when you use social media, everyone can see what you're saying. And I thought that was amazing, I was an, an awesome way to introduce the concept of social media to littles and um, have them understand that, okay, you're not gonna wanna put it, and including that digital citizenship, that you're not going to want to put anything on there that people are going to see with your name on it on the outside of the door. So just just amazing way I thought to to introduce that to to the littles. I love that absolutely. So definitely uh, posting it outside the door. That is that is a really really cool idea. Um, I just tweeted out a couple of resources as well. So one of them was uh, a from Alice Keeler, a way to have like a class Twitter account. So a spreadsheet where uh, where the students could type their, their tweets and it'll go to the teacher's account. The teacher would press send. Um, and in addition, just something about student privacy um, that I wrote a few years back, like now, now it's dated. Wow, it's crazy how time flies. But 2015, um, about when Periscope started to get hot and uh, about student privacy and some things we need to keep in mind, including having publicity releases on file before we post any student faces and also having their consent, no, I'm sorry, their assent as well as parent parental consent. So I'm gonna kick it back over to Katie. Yeah, so one thing also to keep in mind with high school kids is colleges and such are looking at their social media life, their digital tattoo. And Jennifer Casata just shared with her daughter was getting interviewed. One of the questions was, what social media are you on? And what will I learn about you when I go there? That's a deep question. And I'm like, we need to know that answer for ourselves. But we also need to empower our students to be prepared for that answer. And what will you see? And I have, I, I teach high school mostly. So I have some students that are really, really nervous. Like, oh my gosh, they're going to see X, Y, Z. So yeah, maybe they screwed up when they first started because no one helped them. But now you just like overload your social media feed with tons and tons of positives. So like you've got the first, second, third pages, all this great stuff. And they might have to click to like the 10th page when they Google you to find that one bad thing. So they can still always correct that yucky mistake they made when they were younger. Yeah, that is so true. That is so true. So burying the bad with the good. So I love that. I love that. And I saw that Desiree just uh, shared a really cool resource. So uh, whenever you can, if you could please just tweet that out, that would be, that would be awesome. Stay tuned. The Edge
Edumatch podcast will be right back. Hey, Edumatch, it's Mary Alice, really excited. Um, the Digital Citizenship Institute, we have partnered with Empatico.org for the next 30 days. We really hope you'll join in on this fun contest on social media. We're looking to get grades one through five teachers signed up for Empatico.org. And we have a special, like, EduMatch URL. Uh, when you sign up and uh, for the drop-down menu, you pick the Digital Citizenship Institute, take a screencast, have fun on social media. We're using a bunch of fun hashtags like DigSit with the number four, DigSit for good, Spark Empathy, DigSit. But it's grades one through five, and we really hope that you'll join us because we're going to be giving away some fun gift cards. Uh, just join in um, and be part of something extraordinary. So thank you. You are listening to the EduMatch podcast. So switching gears to the next question, um, something that you've recently learned with your PLN, like what's one thing that's been like that you have learned recently with your PLN on any form of social media? Uh, I would say, and I'm going to send a shout out to Jamie Donnelly right now because um, I've been fortunate and, and there's a big a group of us that we get to spend time together at some of the conferences. But for me, teaching the STEAM course with my eighth graders, the topic of it is emerging technology. So we do start the year by uh, learning about digital citizenship and I have them create accounts on Edmodo and they make a lot of m mistakes in posting at the beginning of the year. But I, that's the first opportunity that they have to learn like of how to interact online. So after that, we do some game-based learning, but a big portion of what we study is AR and VR. And so with Jamie, having the AR, VR, and EDU Voxer group where we share ideas, but every Wednesday night when she has the chat, she's always introducing something new. Granted, I don't have an iPhone, so sometimes I can't try it out. But the awesome thing is the next time I go into class, so many of my students do have the, the iPhone, and so we can try it out. So um, just recently, there was an app that she had, and you could create like portals and walk through them, and so it was like AR and VR. And without having ever connected to Twitter, I think, how would I ever know any of this stuff? So like just that short period of time in 30 minutes, you can learn so much that can benefit so many other people. Um, and then they go tell all their friends. That was like the big discussion at lunch the day after. So it was really cool. So that for me, anything on Twitter when you can get it that quickly. And here it was the AR VR. Absolutely. Yes. Huge shout out to Jamie with the AR VR and EDU. Check that chat out. Uh, I want to say it's Wednesday nights at... Uh... 9.30 Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? 8.30 Eastern? 10.30? Pacific. I know Pacific. Six nine. 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 Okay, so I split the difference. Okay. So nine Eastern. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I was just at Q. So whoo, that was pretty awesome there in Palm Springs. And I got to hang out with one of my friends, Julie Smith. And we get bombarded with all of this news on social media. Now that news bit on Snapchat. Oh my goodness. So helping kids have this mind shift that even though they're getting all of this news or bombarded with it every day, what's the message? And mostly for all of us, regardless of your age, the message is you're not good enough as you are. I was just like blown away when she made that conception. I know I struggle with it and it's because of what we see on social media stuff, newsstands and all of that. But thinking about the impact that does on young minds and young people and helping them to just get comfortable with who they are and every day helping them feel confident that they are good enough how they are, empowering them with the confidence that who they are is good enough because they're awesome. 
Yeah, that is very, very true. Very true. A lot of times, you know, we get caught up in the culture of likes and stuff like that. So uh, definitely, you know, uh, making sure that the, the young folks and even us, uh, we're still young folks, <laughs> even us young folks uh, know that as well. So uh, absolutely. Honestly, I think uh, the most recent thing I've learned is for myself, and that was um, different books to read. So I was kind of... Um, I travel a lot, so I like to listen to books on Audible. So I was looking for some some good books. I used to be a um, middle school and high school librarian, and I had the, you know, I knew all the young adult books that were coming out, and I was reading. And I feel like that's kind of lost on me now since I'm not in the um, out of school anymore. So I was looking for young adult books, and I found some really good ones. So I just read like four or five of them. And um, I'm, I'm very, very happy <laughs> to get back. But uh, so it wasn't something um, life changing or anything like that. But it was definitely something that helped me. Absolutely. That is so cool. And there are so many great books out there nowadays. So uh, absolutely. So uh, so love that. Love that. Love that. All right. Cool. So we are about to jump into our final question, uh, which is to recommend at least one social media resource that uh, you have found beneficial. So at least one, it could be anything. It could be a Twitter chat, Voxer, Facebook, whatever, anything, maybe even a chat that you do. Uh, just go ahead and shout it out. So glad you said at least one, because I was worried it's only going to be one. Like, ah! Okay, so Jennifer Cassata, totally. And she has a book, Social Media by Dave, Dave Burgess Publishing. Totally amazing. And then my follow-up is Jillian Smith, also has another amazing book. Oh. Digital media, I'll double check it. It's something like that. But both amazing. Um, you can follow them on Twitter and their books. And yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Those are those are uh, great, great shares. Cool, cool. All right. Okay, so... it's Master of the Media. That's Julie's book. Ah, gotcha. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So those are great, great shares. So appreciate that. Well, I was gonna say right. social media, but I will add one thing on to that. Um, I had read Jennifer's book, I think on the way to ISTE last year. And um, a, a lot of it, there were things in there that really hit me. And I thought, wow, I never thought about that. Like Instagram, I just thought it was for taking these interesting pictures. And probably two years ago, we took over the Edmodo EdTech baton and I had to use an Instagram account for the day. I had no idea how to use it. So luckily the students were able to show me you know, how to post. Um, same thing with Snapchat, like reading in her book of how Snapchat was used and then doing book snaps uh, a la Tara Martin and doing that with my students. And another thing that I had to learn from them. So I think like the book is a great resource and there's a lot of information in there. So if somebody's looking for a reason um, or some ideas for how it can help and be used in the classroom, I certainly would recommend her book. But even just jumping in onto one of these forms of media, whether it's Twitter or Facebook that you haven't done and just seeing what's out there, um, posting a question or something, I don't think you can go wrong with any of them because you're still gonna learn something. Um, I would have to say, I learn a lot from different people's blogs, um, just keeping up with kind of what they're using and how they're using it in the classroom, <clears throat> excuse me, helps me when I'm doing presentations to teachers. <clears throat> so sorry guys, I'm a little sick, but um, it helps me when I'm doing presentations to teachers, it helps me to have those real world examples just in case it is a social media that came out after I was in the classroom, you know, um, it helps to say, okay, well, this is, these are some of the things that I found that people are doing and how they're using it in the classroom. So I, I definitely 
uh, keep up with uh, various blogs to see how how people are actually using it successfully in the classroom. Yeah, blogging is a great tool and a great way for people to to share their stories and to learn from one another. So absolutely. And that's a perfect segue into our spicy challenge. So it's almost like we planned this out, but we didn't. So <laughs> but all right. So the spicy challenge for this week, uh, if you want to get our level three badge, then we're going to go big or go home. Rah! <laughs> so what we're going to do is that this week is all about creating uh, learning spaces for other people using social media. So some of you already do this. So if you're already doing this, you already have a Twitter chat, you already have a blog, you already have like a, a Facebook group, you already have a Voxer group, whatever, then easy for you. All you have to do is go to badgelist.com forward slash edumatch and look under the, um, the social media for learning badges and submit just the link to your, uh, to your resource and boom, there it is. But for those people who don't have one yet and recognize I said the magic word yet, then this is your chance. If you ever wanted to jump in and say, hey, you know, let me start this Twitter chat or let me start this podcast, then this is the week to do it, guys. You can get your spicy badge. So yes, you know, you want that spiciness, that spicy goodness all up in your life. So uh, definitely check that out as well as our other badges. You can always go back and earn previous badges. Um, so check them out, badgelist.com forward slash edumatch. So um, one more quick announcement that um, Dean Ganey is, he has written a fantastic book that will be coming out in two weeks, I believe, uh, if, my, if my math is correct, but on April 2nd, and it's called The Why in You. So Journey to Finding the Why in You. So definitely check that out. So information is going to be dropped on the hashtag edumatch at 645 on how you can get down with that pre-order. So definitely check that out if you get a if you get a chance to. So I want to thank all of you for coming on tonight and sharing your insights. So thank you so much to our awesome panelists. You all rocked it as always. So always a pleasure chatting with each of you. Um, also shout out to everyone who is on Twitter and everyone who's watching right now. I see you viewers. I see you. So uh, great to see everybody. And if you're going to be watching this at a later date or time, then that is cool too. We're going to put it out as a podcast within the next few weeks um, or maybe sooner. I don't know. I've been on a podcasting kick lately, so <laughs> that might come out, um, a little sooner rather than later. Um, so next week we are off for travel coming back from Empower 18. So shout out to ASCD peeps. Whoop, whoop. So, um, we're not going to have an episode next Sunday. We're not going to have a tweet and talk next Sunday. However, we're going to be having special episodes throughout that week. So Monday, we're going to talk with our spring slash summer cohort of edumatch authors who are about to release their books so we have four people we have dean we have mandy we have Alyssa, we have brian um on wednesday we're going to be talking with dean specifically on friday we're going to be talking with jen gonzalez aka cult of pedagogy um and saturday we will be talking with eagle eyes um who have this amazing accessibility software to help students with visual impairments and then next and then that sunday will be April 1st. So we're gonna have uh, Tiki Love moderating a discussion on the joys of reading. So check that out. That's gonna be at 6 p.m. And at 7 p.m., we're gonna have our April Fool's Day episode. So I'm keeping my mouth shut about that, probably because I don't know what we're doing yet, but we'll find out. <laughs> so tune in for that. So everybody, thanks so much. And um, definitely sign up uh, to be on episodes at podcast.edumatch.org forward slash 
sign up. All right, everybody have a great, great week. Edge match. It's edge match. Edge match. It's edge match. You're an edge match. Edge match. Don't miss edge match. Don't miss edge match.